Let's go. Broadcasting from the center of the universe. <clears throat> His universe. Much better. He's 90% bourbon and 10% man. It's the Ricky Worley Show. Oh, my Lord. Here's your host, Ricky Worley. Again, but I'm actually with my co-host. This never happens, and woohoo! This is a first. I know, in North Carolina, alongside my mother. Now you know Mother's Day is this Sunday. Yes. And I was so focused. I was like, it's Mother's Day. This is going to be our Mother's Day show. We're going to, you know, do moms, moms, moms. And then I realized this show actually is Cinco de Mayo. See, <laughs> si, senor. A, a double whammy. Yeah, so uh, big holiday. So uh, in that spirit, before we flew to North Carolina from Florida, I had Cynthia go out. She hit up the liquor store, and I have, uh, I don't even know how to say this, El Himador? How do you, Cynthia's in the room. What is this? El, how do you say this? Like she said, El Himador. Ah, yeah, El Himador. Yeah. She says it perfectly. Much better than I do. So in the spirit of Cinco de Mayo, uh, we're going to have our shots of, Tequila. All right. Now, are you going to count us down? Yeah. You I, know I'm not a good drinker. <laughs> you got this. You did uh, at our, our you at our wedding, you did the was it the Guaro shots? The uh, oh my gosh. Aguardiente, the Colombian liquor. Yeah. <laughs> Burned all the way down. It tastes like black licorice. It's terrible. <laughs> so, this is a little better. All right. Here we go. Uh, so, I got to count it down. Hold on. I got to do it in Spanish. Tres, dos, uno. Right? Go. Oh my lord. <laughs> Yikes. That's pretty good. <laughs> I like it. Does it does sort of warm your throat, doesn't it, Martha Cho? I'm warm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm very warm. It's a fiesta in here by now. By the end of the show. <laughs> Somebody's going to have to drive me home. <laughs> well, I am excited. We've got a funny guy on the show today. So he has been named, believe it or not, I didn't even know this was a, a thing, Illinois' most ethical mayor? Yes. Which I don't know. Maybe in Illinois, they need to have that title for (laughs) (laughs) the Cole Mayor. He's the hilarious stand-up comedian. He's got a new book out, author of the book, You Can't Write City Hall, Jeremy Nunez. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on? Not much. We're glad to have you on our Mother's Day Cinco de Mayo show. We're not sure what it is, so uh, but we are glad to have you on the show. Uh, yeah, I was I was listening in there, and he, I heard uh, one of the ladies say it was it was that tequila was warm. I was like, uh, I think that's the pee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's clearing my throat up. It's uh, it's pretty stout. So. Yeah, it'll clear everything up. So yeah, Mother's Day is um, Sunday. Don't forget about that. Um, kind of snuck up on me. Sorry, mom. Uh, mm. Yeah, I came into town because Anna and I actually had some business we need to get to for the show. And I text my mom and I'm like, oh, I'm coming in town. Uh, Anna and I have some things we need to get done. She goes, you could have just said you missed me. <laughs> <laughs> you could have just said you're flying home for Mother's Day. Yeah, you're coming up for a pre-Mother's Day. You're slipping, man. Love fest. Yeah, that too. Uh, That's so what you meant to say. That's exactly what I meant to say. Well, according <laughs> to a new study from TGI Fridays, you know, I frequent that restaurant all the time. Uh, for what is it they have that's so good they didn't they do the potato like the awesome blossom or is that no that's outback that's a okay tj oh, the the whopper that's burger king that's right? burger king <laughs> no tj fridays they had like the potato skins with the sour cream and the bacon oh, yeah, yeah 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 like the oh. loaded potato thing yeah those oh that's yummy yeah. yeah you can tell how often i go to tj fridays anyway for some reason they did this study uh, and they asked what moms really want for Mother's Day. We'll see. What 70% of moms really want is just a day to themselves. Makes sense. 51% say they want a good night's sleep. Mm, nah, I get that. I get that anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> keep going. Keep trying. You're not getting out of the gift. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Mom, you can have a day to yourself, I swear. Uh, 40% say a self-care day with spa, manicure, massage... And do that. Yeah. So, All right, some- Martha Joe's saying no. no. I'm saying yeah. That's yeah, but you good. Do, don't you do that anyway? Well, that's true. I do that anyway. Yeah. And 38 percent say a night out with her friends. Well, that's probably the best on the list so far, right? Anna and I've been trying to get together forever, yeah. so this and then is I so went much and got fun. COVID, yeah, like th- two days before we were supposed to go out. Yeah. Anyway, we digress. The survey also asked respondents <laughs> their top annoyances of Mother Day. Mother's Day. What's the most annoying thing? Uh, cleaning up after the party, like if your kids throw a party for you, or, the, you know, the breakfast in bed, right? 
but then the, yeah, kit, the kitchen's still a disaster. Ah, <laughs> yeah. that's a good yeah, one. True. Yeah, not being able to take a break from everyday routine. They annoy, that's the annoyance of Mother's Day. Having to wake up early, probably because, you know, those kids woke you up. Mom, I made you breakfast. <laughs> and My uh, kids never did that. They never did that? Never. <gasps> Ricky, I blame my what is sisters. wrong with you? That, that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Jeremy, what do you guys have uh, planned for, for the wife? You know, I was listening to the suggestions there because I have yet to do anything. So. <laughs> He's like, breakfast is off the table. <laughs> I was thinking, Especially I was if thinking she has about, to clean up. Yeah, well, I was thinking breakfast in bed there, yeah, but, if, you know, I'm not going to clean that kitchen up. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll just put the dog up on the countertop and see what happens. In our defense, though, though we make the nice breakfast. We want to get it to you while it's still hot, so you got to leave the kitchen a mess. No? So then you go back and clean it up. Uh, well, in the spirit of Mother's Day, we also come across the uh, top lies that mothers tell their children. And you know, there's lots of them. And I know some of <laughs> these, just looking at this list, Mom, I uh, I knew that, uh-uh. yeah, no. you did some Is of Is Santa these. Claus on this list? I did not. Well, it did not. It hurt me more than it hurt you. Yeah, that's one of them. That's oh. for sure. <laughs> Something tells me we're not talking about Santa or the Easter Bunny. <laughs> This is going to hurt me a lot more than it's going to so hurt you. We need you. a lot more tequila, I think. <laughs> All right, let's hear them. We're going to be see. unpacking some family stuff. I yeah. can feel it. I know. This it is feels like get counseling. Deep. Jeremy's like, what have I got myself into? <laughs> I was going to say, we should all take guesses as to what they are. Yeah, well, that's a good one. It's ah. going gonna to hurt you, hurt me more than it hurt you. Did it, by the way, Mom, did it ever hurt you more when you... I mean, let's let's be honest about it. First of all, we're not going to prosecute you. We got whooped as kids. That was the generation, right? Yeah. Right. But, well, if I was using the red spatula, it didn't hurt me at all. Let's if talk- I was using my hand, it did hurt. Yeah, let's talk about the red spatula for a second. Let's let, <laughs> yeah. let's get into this. So, who has it? Do you it? still have this red spatula? I, they they hid it from. Me. It was a plastic oh. red spatula. So, you know that hurt. And I can tear them up with it. I, she didn't have to do anything. She would just show us the spatula and be like, "Ooh, ooh." Ooh. And then one day she, she left it on the stove and it melted. And we're like, yes. Oh, that's what happened. <laughs> I kept it. No more red spatula. <laughs> no, she still beat us with it. <laughs> <laughs> the end of it was gone, but I could still tear them up with it. <laughs> I just had to show it to them. They'd stop. That is true. We had the old, uh, you know, the, the paddle with the, the string and the ball. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know the string. The string snapped off, and I think I broke a lamp or something. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and then from then on, the paddle became the official spanking paddle, which had uh, an eagle on it. So the threat was, you know, similar to with red spatula. My dad would hold up the the paddle with the eagle on it. Say, the eagle. The eagle will is fly. coming. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. then one day it disappeared, and no one knows what happened to it. Uh, and they swore I threw it away or something, but I didn't. But to sure. guess. <laughs> I, I do have one guess as to the, the lies moms say to their kids. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> oh, 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 that's terrible. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> Sometimes it's true. <laughs> Sometimes you're not feeling oh. it. But, yeah. Sometimes I don't even like them very much. The but... tequila just kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so getting to the lies. Here's the lies. Uh, this Here one, we go. This is one I heard. If you tell me the truth, you won't get in trouble. That is um, true. Uh, you were going to get in trouble. That no was BS. <laughs> yeah. And you never admitted because you knew you were still going to get in trouble. You were. Another one, uh, we heard this a lot. Like when we would ask, uh, like, hey, can Johnny come over and stay the night? The answer was, I'll think about it. I'll think about it always means no. Always means no. But always means yeah. no. The political equivalent is, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll circle back around to you later. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that into consideration. Uh, another one. They don't sell replacement batteries for that toy. <laughs> oh, oh for all the daily. loud ones. Yeah. <laughs> Along those lines. I don't know what happened to that loud, obnoxious toy that you had. Oh, I know exactly what happened to it. Yeah. I don't know what happened to that one. Went to Salvation Army. I know. All right, you want to tell that story? I know you want to tell the story, so go ahead. I'm dying to All tell right, that fine. story. What did you do? So Ricky was in like fourth grade. I was a teacher at the I'm time. I'm just going to drink my tequila. principal called and said Ricky had been in a fight. Fourth grade. He didn't actually fight, but he led the revolt against this one kid. Yeah, so I was like the leader. He, was, he should have been proud of me for my leadership He was skills. the Don of the mafia. 
<laughs> so when we got home, I made him load everything in his room except for a Bible and his clothes. And we took everything to Salvation Army. <gasps> Not a to- He had a bed, a Bible, and his clothes. Wow. And that was, I said, you want to be a punk? This is what jail is like. And so because he was so young, he had no toys. It was months till Christmas. He started playing with video cameras and um, mics. So and computers. That's, the oh. that's why <laughs> so he you does be podcasts <laughs> now. That's what got him on radio. So he should thank me for that. Oh, I love that. Mm, yeah, I loved it too. But as she took all this stuff to Salvation Army, she told me that I was, what, 11? Whatever age you are. You were like eight. And you said... And I told him that... Yeah, go ahead. I told him that he was going to have to go in the army. He needed to pray for peace. <laughs> it was time for so me to enlist. <laughs> it was time for... <laughs> I was crying. Was for, I was like, I don't want to like, go. I don't want to go to war. I said, Aww. well, you better pray for peace every night. Because you're terrible. in trouble. Terrible mother. So, gone in a mafia. <laughs> you know, that's... Uh, that's great though how that turned out you know to be uh to be beneficial in the end it made me think um the exact same thing happened uh with my grandparents to my dad basically starting the revolt at the school they took all the toys away from him and uh he started dabbling in uh, like woodworking yeah and uh and uh you know he, he's missing a thumb now <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> little learning curve there. <laughs> oh, well. See, I never really got in trouble, so I don't have any of these stories to That's tell. That's a lie, mm-hmm. Anne. Mm-hmm. No, I really did. And there's I, a I few things. I've the story been li- of the one bad thing I did. I've been listening to the podcast, and there's several oh. things I have to call you out on. <laughs> Those were all adult. When I was an adult, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. We got things She's to talk about. She's giving me the mom look. <laughs> oh, I know that look. Uh, another lie moms tell to their children. You wouldn't like this. It's too spicy. Or they would say, it has... Something in it that the kid doesn't like. It has mushrooms in it. You wouldn't like it. <laughs> Particularly when they're having like dessert on the couch. Like, oh, you wouldn't like it. It's spicy. Like hiding the um, Godiva chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> or Halloween candy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened to all that Halloween candy. You must have eaten it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't no- know where all the Reese's went. <laughs> Another lie is it like what signs say. Mom, what does that say? And they go, oh, it says no talking, no touching. Listen to your mom. Did you ever do that? <laughs> Yeah, I know you did that. Uh, what about this one? The ice cream man only plays that song when they're out of ice cream. He's out of ice cream. I, That's, oh. I never did that. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you all money and told me to bring some back. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, another lie moms tell their children, Santa Claus is watching. You called it, Anne. Yeah, I knew that Santa and the Easter Bunny would be in there somewhere. I, I did tell them that Santa would take all the toys back if they got up before sun, the sun came up. Yeah, I can That's appreciate that. They disappear. Yeah. They disappear. And we would. I remember waking up like at the crack of dawn, and we would just lay there in the bed like, don't move, we're not awake. Because the <laughs> toys would be gone. <laughs> Santa will come back and take them. Yeah, that's what I thought. And the number one lie that moms tell their children is maybe. Maybe uh, we'll yeah, go. always no. Maybe yeah, it is. But you, it's, it's, always it's no. just evil because you do believe. You're like she said. Maybe there's a chance. She said maybe <laughs> we might yeah, go. It to, means no. We might go to Disney World. Maybe that's like I'll think about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she's th- she's thinking about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, she's not. So there you go. Lies that your mothers have told you year over year and continue to tell children today. We're going to take a quick break. Ann Sharpstein's got the news after the break. We've got Jeremy Nunez on the show. He's got a great new book out. You can't write City Hall. It's hilarious because I grew up in a small town and Love I'm it. reading this book and I'm like, I relate to this. This I can see Brevard City Council being just like this. <laughs> so we're going to get into that a little later in the show. Uh, we'll be right back. More of the Ricky Whirly Show right after the break. Never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen, and you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, 
Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. And we're back here on the Ricky Whirly Show. Jeremy Nunez, stand-up comedian, author, and former mayor uh, in a small town in Illinois. We're going to get to that in just a little bit. Hanging out with us. My mother also hanging out. Mother's Day is this weekend. Do not forget... You don't want to be that last-minute Mother's Day shopper. You get all the wilted dead flowers. So go go, go find the flowers now. Uh, but first, Ann Sharpstein, she's got the news. Take it away. And Melinda Gates has officially filed for divorce from Bill Gates this week. According to Melinda's petition for divorce filed in King County, Washington, and obtained by People Magazine, the couple does not have a prenup but will instead divide their assets according to a separation agreement. Boy, no prenup. Well, I guess they he wasn't anybody. Not when they married. Back when no. they got married. No, he was right? a, a yeah. nerd in a garage, right? That's right. That's she right. locked up. Yeah. Now, Melinda says in the petition that, quote, spousal support is not needed. I what can't the imagine. Heck? Well, you know, they don't have a prenup, so everything's 50-50, right? Yeah. I think. True. Now, the document also states that the marriage between Bill, who is 65, and Melinda, who is 56, is irretrievably broken, and it's not clear when they separated. Now, Bill and Melinda married on New Year's Day in 1994 in Hawaii, and they share three adult children, son Rory, who is 21, and daughters Phoebe, who's 18, and Jennifer, who's 25. The pair shared a statement on social media on Monday announcing their divorce after 27 years, saying that, quote, after a great deal of thought and a lot of work on our relationship, we have made the decision to end our marriage. Over the last 27 years, we have raised three incredible children and built a foundation that works all over the world to enable all people to lead healthy, productive lives, they said, referring, of course, to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which they founded in 2000, and it's now worth over Forty billion dollars. Wow! Yeah, this kind of came out of left field. I did not see this coming. I didn't see it coming either. Well, Anna and I are both single, so yeah. <laughs> <Bill>. I mean, <laughs> a nerd for like a bazillion dollars. I can make that work. I, I make a I make a mean beef bourguignon. <laughs> so I know both of you, and you've dated nerds for free. So <laughs> well, the fact that I wrote a book about leaving one of them, yeah. and I and I bought it immediately. So. <laughs> My guess is this fight all started when there were some computer issues or something. <laughs> <laughs> Melinda, Melinda's telling Bill, "Oh, you can you can get you can get a, a vaccine for a worldwide pandemic and heal that virus, but you can't get the virus on the <laughs> yeah. computer. You can't fix this one. You can't make that stupid wheel stop spinning." Yeah. I heard what really happened was he caught her with a MacBook, and he was like, "Oh." <laughs> oh. She bought an Apple phone. But um, yeah. yeah. I wonder what kind of phone he has, by the way. Probably an iPhone, I bet. You yeah, think so? I, bet you. I would think so. Inquiring he, minds want to He know. likes good tech, right? But uh, that's a good question. I bet there's like a picture somewhere on the internet. like with We'll have to phone. Google that. Yeah. I'm sure. Or ask Siri. I feel like he's still and a also the- guy. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a bag phone guy. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he's got the one in the car with the, the cord and all that. I thought I was it when I had one of those. Bag phones. <laughs> or remember the uh, remember the Bluetooth headset when that was like cool? That was what in the early two thousands, I guess. And everybody I never thought it was cool. Everybody I had one because then you could talk hands free in your car. I do remember it, but I never thought it was cool. I think you thought it was cool because it was techy. It was super yeah. cool. Yeah, right. I'm able to talk hands free in my car anytime a cop comes. I drop the phone in my lap. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there you Absolutely. go. Absolutely. <laughs> do you know I've never gotten a ticket? Oh, wait a minute. Again, I'm calling BS on a lot of these things Anne's never done. I have a reflex that I start crying. I I don't want to know about the reflex when you get pulled over. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need to know. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And this week, some photos of Zac Efron. We all know who Zac Efron is, correct? Yes. Uh, they've surfaced, prompting fans to wonder what happened to Zac Efron's face. You know, he looks completely different to how he usually does. So, um, you know, whether it's plastic injections, a botched case of lip filler, or surgery, you know, some say it's surgery to um, repair a broken jaw, but he does look completely different. Have you seen these photos? 
It's uh, it's almost like a whole new face sculpting or something. Right. I thought it was Rob Lowe the it first look, time I saw that. It is Rob Lowe-esque. Now, his friend, um, Australian radio host Kyle Sandilands, said on his latest episode of the Kyle and Jackie O Show, I would know if he had any plastic surgery. So they, apparently it's not plastic surgery. He added that Zach, of course, did not have any work done. And he pointed out to that how Zach is, you know, already so good looking and he wouldn't need to have any plastic surgery done. So, in fact, he went on to say a statement that I really don't understand. He said, it's like getting a Picasso and having a kid finger paint all over it. Why bother? So, anyhow. I'm yeah, it really looks, sure. it's kind of like he did the Kenny Rogers thing, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's like some fillers I mean, in there. Well, his lips are a little distorted, but I mean, the rest of him looks fine. Well, I mean, if you look at at an old photo of him and then look now it's like i thought he was a lot cuter before but anyway who am i to say if, if anyone wants you know to have plastic surgery they should you know when people are questioning what happened to his face that's what i heard when i went to my high school reunion <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he's just preparing for his <laughs> yeah but i think you guys well, are right i mean uh it, it looks just like rob lowe is it yeah. possible that somebody on the web just like named the file wrong and it's actually they put efron.jpg <laughs> instead of low.jpg or something it's like that thing where you like upload your picture and a celebrity to see what your baby would look like and they did that <laughs> that's right oh that's my celebrity crush rob Lowe. rob Lowe? Mm -hmm. <gasps> did you know that ricky i did, did not. not no i didn't rob need to know Lowe. that <laughs> we had a couple conversations on the way here so uh, i'm just learning marjo marjo mm -hmm. martha and low yeah, yeah. mm-hmm Marlo. Marlo. <laughs> it doesn't work. All right. Now, Jennifer Lopez was hanging out with Ben Affleck this week, setting the internet completely on fire with fans speculating that they're back together. What was their celebrity name together? Like, there was J-Rod. What was... What well, was... you know, at first it was J-Ben. J-Ben. Ben-J. But, uh, Benifer. <laughs> well, Benifer was Benifer. him and Jennifer Garner, I thought, right? Oh, is that uh, right? Oh, he's had more yeah. than one Jennifer. Oh. Yeah. Oh, he likes the Jennies from the block. He does he's like had more the than one a lot. <laughs> 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 now, as we know, they both dated about 20 years ago. Do you remember they were engaged to be married? And then only days before their wedding in September 2003, they decided to postpone their wedding. And then they issued a statement you know, saying that it was all amicable. It's very, amicable, right? very similar to what's happening right now. Weren't they engaged, her and A-Rod? Like, they were supposed to be getting married. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. She's a serial fiancé. I'm telling you, she's like, she's just like uh, Jennifer Aniston. Nothing oh, sticks for some right. reason. I don't know what's going on there. But. As a guy, you kind of wonder, is, is there a lot of crazy in there? Yeah. <laughs> what happens oh. behind closed doors? Yeah. <laughs> well, Ricky and I have decided... She she is our celebrity to run for public office. Yeah, so right? with well, and we're going to get into this because of course Jeremy ran for public office and won. But we we had you know, all these celebrities running for public office, Caitlyn Jenner, and we're going to get into some others. Uh, but we were like, who? What celebrity would we be like? Okay, maybe okay, maybe they'd be all right. And for some reason, we decided on J Lo. We're like, all right, J Lo's all right. We vote for her. Do Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Yeah, Dolly That's would be a good. good. One. She, Dolly would be good. She has no interest in that, though. We should be asking Jeremy because he's actually a public servant. Or, you know, he, he actually took that walk. Yes. Yeah, I was trying to think of who a good... <laughs> Celebrity politician would be? Yeah. You know the... Uh, it's pretty hard. <laughs> if you've seen Happy Gilmore, the big guy with the nail in his head, I, th <laughs> I think he would be... <laughs> That sounds like most politicians, the big guy with the yeah. nail in his head. <laughs> <laughs> or a screw loose. Yeah. Well, J-Lo and Ben Affleck are not together as a couple, I'm afraid. I hate to break the news, but they did spend some time together, but we're told that they're strictly friends. Which is and weird because the they is, don't have kids, right? Correct. They do So not. you break up yeah. and immediately go running to your ex. That's a little, pretty, yeah. that's a little strange. Well, you know, apparently they have been friends for a very long time since their breakup. And, uh, you know, there's no such thing as never, especially in Hollywood. So, you know, they might get back together again. But apparently J-Lo seems to just want to keep it friendly. She's also spent time with ex-husband Mark Anthony since, since her breakup with A-Rod. Um, she was taking out with all know. her exes. 
I think right. I think he's just standing in the background with his, rubbing his hands together, like it's my turn again. It's my turn again. <laughs> he saw that halftime show at the Super Bowl. Well, with Mark Anthony, you know, he's sort of special because she has um, two kids with him, yeah. Yeah. and you know that was a really tough breakup, but they eventually patched things up, and then were able to be. You know, See, and that's why that um, makes sense because that's cordial. our baby daddy. But Ben Affleck, I'm like, that's that's a little strange. Yeah, you know, sometimes well, uh, sometimes celebrities will will do stuff like this just as a, a big PR boost right before a movie comes out or something. And like she that. does have a movie she's been taping uh, down in the Caribbean. That's true. You know, that's so, right. You know, with my book release today, I actually pitched my <laughs> wife we would fake a divorce and I would start dating Miss <laughs> Illinois. And you're oh, like, okay. you're like, damn it, Bill Gates trumps me with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, so it sounds like Benifer. Well, no, ben, so Benifer was for Jennifer. Okay, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> don't try with the names; it's too yeah. much. Yeah. I kind of like it though. Like you and Cynthia, we need to come up a name, you know, oh, for God. a name with you. And then when Martha Joe's dating some hot celeb, we'll, I'll come up with a Rob name. Roblo, Roblo, yeah. But uh, meanwhile, Alex Rodriguez will reportedly do anything to fix his relationship with J-Lo. On Friday, April 23rd, I don't know what you were doing, but the former couple reportedly were having dinner together at Hotel Bel Air in L.A., the same luxury hotel where they had their first date back in 2017. And now it seems the nostalgic location may have been to actually you know, kind of rekindle that romance. So according to sources speaking to Us Weekly, Rodriguez is definitely hoping to reconcile. So I think he, uh, you know, apparently he flew out to LA to see her. And but apparently JLo just doesn't trust him all the way. She's very skeptical. uh, But she had dinner with him. She heard him out. uh, Because apparently she has a lot of love for him still. You know, you can't just turn that off. Yeah, so, I mean, this whole thing came about because there were rumors that he was, like, cheating with, like, a... What was it? What's that show? It's, like, Southern Charm or something like that? Yeah. He was cheating with one of the reality TV stars, so I don't know. Well, apparently she's the kind of woman where if there's even a hint of... What would you call it, Martha Joe? Mis- uh, misconduct. Misconduct, <laughs> yes. If there's even a, a whisper of, of misconduct, misconduct <laughs> you know, she's she'll out. move on. This poor guy cheats in romance and baseball. (laughs) (laughs) He went there. (laughs) Well, anyway, you know, um, apparently just a few days after, do you remember they had, they, um, A-Rod and J-Lo, they put out an official announcement, you know, saying that they were breaking up and it was very mutual. Well, just a few days after that official announcement, uh, Lopez, uh, J-Lo, she actually liked a social media post that seemed to tell the story. And now the Instagram post was a quote by the author R.H. Sin, and it said, quote, don't make her think you care when you have never given an f about her so yeah and then fans were of course quick to question whether or not yeah that they they were really friends and then meanwhile a rod's over pining for j-lo on instagram it was just she's just a friend (laughs) it was just a a text if that ever if that phrase ever has to be said in a relationship you need to run for the hills you're too far gone she's just a friend just a friend yeah yeah well, after he's been pining for her the day before their breakup announcement, if you're a close follower of, of the two, Alex posted a video to Instagram stories that featured a whole series of, you know, photos from happier days, including one, you know, with their names written in the sand. And then they broke up. So uh, the next day, I don't, first, I don't know why we care about this. But anyway, but what I'm reading from this is that obviously he messed up. She left and now he's regretting it. Right. That's kind of the right. The two plus right. two equals four, right? That's happened a few hundred times in history, right? Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> a few million times. <laughs> and being a movie star typically comes with being recognized everywhere you go, right? But apparently <laughs> that's not always the case for Adam Sandler. Which is one of the most a, recognizable people, I think, ever. Like, he has a very distinct look. I he doesn't. I, I've never seen anybody that I'd looks like him. him. Yeah. Yeah. He's Plus, he's 100 feet look. tall. Jeremy, you can relate to this. He's, you know, probably played basketball, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, he's a big guy. He's got the recognizable voice as well. So I don't know why you wouldn't know who he is. But Maybe it's the mask thing. We'll, we'll give her the benefit of the doubt with the, the masks. 
Well, here are the details. So in a now viral video posted to TikTok on Monday, user Diana Rodas shared security footage of the moment that she unknowingly interacted with Sandler during her shift at IHOP. International House of Pancakes for those of Thank you for explaining that. <laughs> You're welcome. Ricky's You're welcome. dad has That's never said I hops no. ever. No. It's always International House of Pancakes. He says the whole thing. It sounds Let's fancy to that way. House of Pancakes. It's like it's transcontinental it's like that way. Slinging. It's like Mortons of Chicago or International House of right. Pancakes. <laughs> it does sound kind of fancy. Yeah, that's, that's nice. They have crepes. <laughs> <laughs> now, the hostess failed to recognize Sandler when he came in wearing his face mask, telling him it would be 30 minutes to get a table. And the actor very politely left due to the wait time. And in her the post on TikTok, she said, please come back. You know, that was her caption on the video. She went on to say in her post, you know, here I am not realizing it's Adam Sandler and telling him it's a 30 minute wait and him, of course, leaving because he's not going to wait 30 minutes for IHOP. I wouldn't wait and, 30 minutes for IHOP. <laughs> I don't blame used him. A, I might. Uh, <laughs> and she used a little clown filter over her face. But um, anyway, it's understandable. You know, she didn't recognize him during the encounter. Along with his face mask, he was also wearing a hoodie and basketball shorts which is pretty typical sandler oh is it yeah that's like his that's his it's very low-key uniform that's his uniform oh i didn't know that Mm -hmm. now fans took to the comments section of the video to share that they believe sandler seems like a really chill guy and one commenter said i used to serve him regularly and said he never served i never served a nicer person now Sandler, who was with his daughter, ultimately left the pancake restaurant after deciding that the wait was too long, as we know. And according to Huff Post, Sandler's publicist confirmed that it was the actor in the clip, but he didn't or he or she didn't provide any additional information. I did a show and uh Mark Ruffalo was actually uh in the audience, he happened to be from the area. Oh, wow. And was back visiting. So he hung out backstage and was chatting. I had no idea who the guy was. The whole time you're talking to him? Yeah. He's talking about, oh, yeah, we're working on this movie next. And da, da. I'm like, sure you are. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right guy, whatever. Whatever. Oh. Now, though the Kardashian Jenners may not always agree politically, Caitlyn Jenner has her family's support as she campaigns to be California's next governor. We talked a little bit about this last week. Yeah, we weren't expecting this. We didn't think that they would kind of back her. Yeah, well, they are. Now, she's 71 years old. She has six children. She shares Kylie and Kendall Jenner with her ex, Chris, Chris Jenner. And then there's Brandon and Brody Jenner that she had with ex, Linda Thompson, and Cassandra and Burt Jenner with ex, Christy Jenner. So anyway, six kids, but I feel like that was like that Thompson. Remember that part in the Bible where it's like so and so begat, begat, begat. (laughs) It's like it just kept going on and on and on. That's true. Okay, we got the lineage. (laughs) (laughs) Now we of course also know that she has close relationships with Chris's children, with her late husband, uh, ex-husband Robert Kardashian, Kim, Chloe, and Courtney. And Rob Kardashian. Well, less than one week after she announced her bid for governor, a source tells People Magazine that the famous family wants Caitlyn happy, regardless of whether or not they agree with her politics. Quote, there, is always, there have always been some differing political opinions within the family, an insider says in this week's issue, but everyone can agree on one thing. They want Caitlyn to be happy. The former Olympian, as we know, announced this week that, as we know, she's running to try and unseat current Governor Gavin Newsom. She said, I'm in on her Instagram account. California is worth fighting for. Now, Newsom, who is 53 years old, is the state's Democratic leader, and he's been facing increased criticism during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, a GOP-fueled campaign recently earned enough signatures across the state to force him to face a recall election. Now, the last recall election happened in 2003, if you remember, when Arnold Schwarzenegger won. Oh, they tried to recall him? Or, or well, he no, was he, the one that won the recall? 
Right. They were they ousted Governor Gray Davis in okay. 2003. And so that's when Arnold Schwarzenegger um, became governor. I feel like California has a lot of regrets. Like they elect somebody and they're like, eh, maybe not. Yeah. Change my mind. I don't like J-Lo. Try it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if Jenner's campaign slogan would be something like, uh, I beat the Russians once. I'll do it again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're wow. hired. Now, Caitlyn Jenner's campaign has sparked controversy, especially given that the Republican Party has a history of anti-LGBTQ policy. Detractors have also questioned her credentials. She says she, they say she's never held office and has only voted in nine of 26 elections since 2000. That's according to Politico. And, you know, even though they're coming out right now and saying that the family is supporting her, it's said that her son's really don't want her to run and they're a little bit embarrassed that she is sources with direct knowledge tell tmc the jenner boys brody brandon and bert feel that she's not qualified for the position and they really believe that she shouldn't be mounting a campaign yeah but what's qualified anymore i mean some of the people we've elected to public office is like eh. i don't know we need to ask jeremy <laughs> yeah. well, it's good. I was going to say, I don't know if you saw, but the other Republican frontrunner in California is uh, Richard Grinnell, who was uh, on Trump's cabinet. Rick Grinnell? And, uh, yeah. And, ha- and he happens to be gay. So you've got... On the, the Republican ticket. Yeah, the two frontrunners. Only in California. Here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think Jenner's got the advantage just because at any point, if they debate, she can go, have you been on a Wheaties box? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. I didn't know that about Rick Grinnell. This is going to be a very interesting race, and uh, it's exciting. I like politics. I like to watch politics, and obviously it's not a political year, so watching what happens in California is going to be very interesting. Now, former Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger says Caitlyn Jenner does have a chance at becoming governor. The actor and former politician noted he's friends with both Caitlyn and the current embattled governor, Gavin Newsom, and the actor and former politician says he made some comments during uh, an appearance on Jimmy Kimmel Live. And he began by saying, quote, I hope as many people as possible are jumping into the race. And he noted that when he ran for governor during the recall election in 2003, there were 150 candidates. And he believes that there will be at least 100 this time around. He says the key is uh, about all this, he says it doesn't matter if it's Caitlin or if it's anyone else to have a clear vision of where you want to go, what are the kind of changes you want to make, and why are you qualified to become a governor? He says those are the things that are important. Schwarzenegger said that he is very good friends, of course, with Jenner, but he declined to say if she called him regarding her decision to run. He says, I have the utmost respect for her, and I'm also very good friends with Governor Newsom, and I'm good friends with other people who have contacted me and asked for advice about running or not running. So he's probably in the know of who else is running. Now, also in the news, a 12-year-old North Carolina boy who took extra classes in his spare time during the COVID-19 pandemic is now preparing to graduate high school and college in the same week. Nerd. Yeah, Ricky, what did, what did you accomplish? What did you accomplish during the COVID what shutdown? What a show Ricky? off! I don't even. I, 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 yeah. Is it Bill Gates? Oh. <laughs> yeah. No. Now, Mike Wimmer of Salisbury, uh, North Carolina, will graduate Rowan Cabarrus Community College with an associate's degree May 21st, and he'll also graduate high school just seven days later on May 28th. Boy. He has a 4.0 GPA at the college and a 5.45 GPA in high school earning him the role of class valedictorian. I couldn't give, even get a 4.0 on my cannonball from the diving board. <laughs> his, oh. parents, his parents hate him. They just kept sending him to the room. <laughs> Study. <laughs> and finally, last news story, condom sales are skyrocketing <laughs> in the U.S., uh, you know, as we know, vaccination rates are continuing to rise. And as you may not know, the hashtag hot vac summer, end quote, is trending on social media. And people are looking to get out and socialize in intimate ways, <laughs> sending U.S. condom sales surging. Well, so, I'm glad they're using the condoms so we can not have to worry about the other vaccinations that might have to take place. Yeah, this, the, this, consider this news story a stock tip. So all that money um, yeah. you've got squirreled away. Durex or whatever the companies are. Yeah. Now, ac- according to the research firm IRI, condom sales in the U.S., they rose by 23.4% wow. 
in the four weeks from late March 2021 to the beginning of April 2021. And also a spokesperson for CVS and Walgreens cited a substantial rise in condom sales. And uh, condoms, by the way, aren't the only item trending upward. According to a 2020 Match.com survey, 71% of singles have not had sex since the pandemic started. And 39% of respondents to a recent survey reported experiencing an increased sex drive since the start of the pandemic. <laughs> there you go. I think it's going to be interesting for these people to, <laughs> to have sex while wearing a mask. <laughs> yes. Dr. Fauci says, keep that mask on. <laughs> Cover everything. Cover everything. <laughs> the only way out of this. I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, that wraps up the news. You are in the know now. All right, there's the news with Ann Sharpstein. All right, stick around. We've got comedian Jeremy Nunez on the show. He's got a new book out. just came out yesterday. You Can't Write City Hall. We're going to be talking about that and uh, his election as mayor, as a comedian. Stick around. You don't want to miss it. More on Ricky Riley's show right now. show he is a stand-up comedian the former mayor of dawson illinois and author of a hilarious new book about his time being mayor you can't write city hall jeremy nunez first of all how did this even happen that you become mayor of your small town in illinois i understand small town but what what drove this (laughs) well okay so the uh the initial part uh, I travel all over the country seeing uh, these great small towns all over the place. And so I kept thinking, why can't my town be like this? So I ran for alderman and won. So then from there... Um, Which I understand you had a nice salary when you were doing that. I got $75 <laughs> a month. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, I, I bought some awesome new stuff, like batteries. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> but, um, so then from there, a lot of the people in the town were, you know, telling me I needed to run. And I'm like, well, I don't really want to. And they're like, you know, but you, you ask great questions, you know, things like, how much will this cost? <laughs> or is there another option? Did we budget for this? I mean, these are common questions, but like I was a genius apparently because I asked. These them are not politician work. questions. Yeah, no. Yeah. And then so, of course, uh, you know, ran as a joke. I got, you know, the name on the ballot was comedian Jeremy Nunes. <laughs> Uh, campaign slogan was put a real joker in office and uh and i won and not one <laughs> but like landslide won 80 percent of the town <laughs> <laughs> but let's be it's real this guy i love it the the incumbent he was in office for what 100 years right like 24 years yeah, yeah. and so so you win your dad did not attend your swearing in <laughs> is this true he did not attend uh uh, my proofreader was kind of reading my book, and I had explained, you know, uh, you know, I'm telling in the book about how, uh, you know, I was sworn in. You know, my wife and my mom and sister were were in the the chairs watching, and the proofreader said, "Well, you you didn't explain why your dad wasn't there. Was he there? Was he not there? Did something happen?" She's, you know, she doesn't know me. She's like, "Did your dad pass away?" And, you know, I was like, "Well, was Wheel of Fortune uh, on?" <laughs> I was like, "Well, my dad wasn't there because." He voted for the incumbent mayor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were bowling buddies. This is the stuff you can't write. That's right. You can't write City Hall. <laughs> you can't write City Hall. And I love this book because, like I said, so I'm from Brevard, North Carolina, which coincidentally, that's where we're recording the show from. I haven't been back here in a while. It's been, you know, I don't come home that often. But uh, just driving through the town, the small town of Brevard, I'm like, I can see this book happening at our city council meetings. Like these meetings about, uh, the, what was it, the Wiener Festival or something? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, we always had the bonfire in October. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. We had the Wiener Roast, yeah. The Wiener Roast. There. <laughs> <laughs> Wiener Festival. And then the neighbor next door, or two doors down, I think it was, with the bonfire, 
this guy uh, all right so this is your neighbor he's two doors down i think from you yeah. uh n- you're not a big fan of him a lot of people in the town apparently are not not big fans of this guy everybody knows this guy's running like a, a drug ring out of this house okay <laughs> so this <laughs> and so um okay so this story actually happened fourth of july <laughs> And so the big crowd is departing the park. Everybody's making their way back to their cars. And uh, we see this gigantic fire over at this guy's house. You know, and he's notoriously been a problem because, you know, uh, you know, he runs basically he's got a junkyard in the backyard. And, he's, he's, and the drug smugglers and yeah. the drugs, you know, all that <laughs> stuff. And so um, everybody's freaking out. Oh no! The guy's house is on fire, and everybody's trying to go find help and and call nine one one and everything. And nine one one was like busy. I couldn't even get through as I tried to call. And I run over there, try to help the guy. He's a, a double amputee, so I was concerned I might have to get this guy out of his house, right? And then I run in there, and uh, he's just got like a thirty foot bonfire going. <laughs> he's burning, you know, tires and pallets and you name it. This guy. And he, he chooses the one night of the year where there's you know more people in the town than any other night. And, uh, you know, sure enough. So, yeah, so I find him. <laughs> so you sit, you give him a fine, and, yep. and and other people in the town are like, yeah, good on you for giving him the fine. Right. So, But uh, you, let, you let him go? I let him off the hook. So this guy, uh, so he comes to the board meeting, and he's complaining, and uh, he says he's going to get the, he's going to get his attorney on this matter, and he's not going to have to pay it because his attorney's going to take care of it. For, now, uh, mind uh, you, point, yeah, a $100 ticket. The fine is $100. He clearly hasn't paid an attorney He's before. calling yeah. Morgan and Morgan to get on the phone. That's right. He's got, he's got an attorney that got their degree at, like, uh, University of Phoenix Online. <laughs> <laughs> Correspondence school. Yeah. And so um, I don't remember exactly what happened, but, uh, you know, everybody's like, yeah, good on you for getting after him. But I was like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to let this thing go. Because, you know, that was only a handful of months into my tenure as mayor. And I was like, <laughs> I don't want to deal with this guy for the next four years over this $100 fine. Yeah, so, and he's your neighbor. Yeah, and he's my neighbor. So, uh, <laughs> and you know what's funny? I don't think I've talked about this. If you, uh, you know, Google Street View, if you Google Street View Dawson, you zoom around <laughs> There's an image of him sitting in his wheelchair waving at the Google Street <laughs> car. <laughs> what? I'm going to play tonight. All right. So oh when this gosh. is done, because I know we can't release this, you're going to have to text us the address because okay. we're looking at them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so you, you were mayor for, what is that term? Four years, I assume? Yeah. So they're four-year terms and, uh, you know, plenty of headaches, plenty of happiness. I say it's like being married. You know, there's good, there's bad. But, uh, you know, in the end, you do it because... You know, if she leaves, you lose money. (laughs) (laughs) What was the best moment for you as mayor? Like, yeah, I'm digging this. Best part of it, being mayor. Uh, Probably when I strong-armed a garbage company to give me a free new garbage can. (laughs) (laughs) It's the little wins. It's the little wins. (laughs) Now, what I find interesting about this whole thing, the whole process of you, you know, being mayor in a small town is... Not, I don't want to use the word manipulation, but but the way that you have to kind of dance around people's egos, their personalities, to get what you think as mayor, and, and in my opinion, reading the book, things that should have happened, needed to happen, done. Yeah, it's, um, it's quite the juggling act. So you've, you've got your, your town board, which is six people. The mayor breaks any tie. So if you want to get something to approve, you got to get three votes. So you're Kamala, right? You I'm, break yeah, the there tie. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, except in the event of, of our town, we were lucky to have six people show up at the same night. Yeah, that was another <laughs> thing. Your 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 board members didn't even show up. <laughs> I still paid them, though, because I'm a good guy. Like yeah, they're 75 that. bucks. <laughs> uh, so you got the board members you got to keep happy. Now, at the same time, you got your staff. And, you know, you can't be around 24-7. you got your own life to live. So you trust your staff to do their work. But if you upset them, they're not going to get stuff done. And then simultaneously, you got to keep the people of the town happy. Because yeah. if not, then they don't vote for you. So it's, <laughs> it's quite the juggling act, you know. And I, I, I'm curious because, you know, you, you did the mayor thing. And, and it's funny. There's a lot to unpack there. And it's in the book. But how did you keep the comedy thing going? Because you were doing comedy before yeah. you became mayor. And and obviously as a comedian, you got to be out on the weekends. You know that's when you do your shows. I mean, how did, how did you keep that up? 
You know, I people say, do you have any regrets? And I don't know if it's a regret, but the one thing that really happened is it it did put a, a pretty big hit on my uh, on my comedy because as a comedian, you're twenty four seven thinking about stuff and everything that you encounter, you're you're thinking about comedy and how could that be funny? You, you know, all the time. It's a one hundred percent mindset. And then all of a sudden, I'm the mayor, which is the exact same thing. 24-7, stuff is happening, stuff's going on. And so suddenly, I lost I lost it. I lost that comedic mindset, that viewpoint. And it took me a couple years to dig out. Just like stress? The, yeah. You know, stress, time, uh-huh. you know, trying to juggle so much at one time. Uh, you know, so it was hard to, to get back to being a good comedian. I believe I will be there someday. <laughs> <laughs> No, your comedy's hilarious, and you've got the the stand up special on Amazon. Uh, I saw you did a thing with Dry Bar Comedy, which is hilarious on YouTube. It was funny. Oh, thanks. Yeah, so you know, a lot of people ask me. Uh, so I did the Dry Bar special, and then the Amazon special two weeks later. Oh, wow. and everybody, everybody's like, "Well, that was a little uh, egotistical of you. You get a Dry Bar special, and then just two weeks later, you film the Amazon." Uh, well. Uh, so what happened was I had actually had the Amazon one lined up and scheduled long before Drybar. Uh, and then Drybar called, and they're like, we want to have up. you be the, be the main act opening weekend. And then so, okay, so if Drybar calls, you answer, you know. So yeah. uh, did I tell them I had an Amazon special? <laughs> I kind of forgot, you know. So <laughs> Slipped my mind. So are you done with politics? Do you think you're going to run for public office again? Are you going to run for governor of California? I mean, everybody else is. <laughs> we'll back yeah. you. You know what's fun? I don't know. I mean, uh, every time I, I bring it up to my wife, she's like, you cannot be serious. <laughs> she, she turns into like John McEnroe. Yeah. You cannot be serious. Uh, <laughs> Was that her reaction the first time? You know what? No. Um, let's see. So when we were dating, I was an alderman. And then, you know, all the people are pushing for me to run. And mm-hmm. I eventually. So uh, I got elected uh, like four days before our wedding day. And so it was quite the week. I told my wife, you know, uh, one way or another, I'm, you know, I'm going to be unhappy on my wedding day, even if I win. You know? <laughs> but no, she was supportive, and she thought it was great at the beginning. And you know, one of the tips that uh, one of the tips the guy gave me was um, keep her out of the small town politics. So when you come home after a rough meeting, don't go to her and tell her what's going on. Just mm-hmm. keep her totally independent of the politics. And that worked for like two weeks. Yeah, I'm like, how hard is that? Like, <laughs> Everybody like, knows everything you... in a small town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, why did you punch a hole in the wall? <laughs> and I was like, how did so you already ad- know I did that at the Village Hall? <laughs> <laughs> so what advice do you have for Caitlyn Jenner? Who's, <laughs> you know, now's your opportunity to kind of lay it out for her. Because she listens to the show. She never misses an yeah. episode. She's a big fan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big fan. Big mm-hmm. fan. Yeah. <laughs> You know, there's plenty of rewarding stuff, and there's plenty of headaches. You know, there, I don't know what else to say, but yeah. And it's a little bit better at the higher levels because you don't have to deal with a lot of that stuff. You have staff that deals with the dumb headache stuff, you know, the family of skunks and the bonfire. Yeah, yeah, the dumb that. questions, the dumb, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't filter up to you. Bingo. So that could be very helpful. And that's why I tell my wife, I'm like, hey, I could, uh, I could totally run for, like, governor of Illinois and uh, – <laughs> You know, if I don't go to jail, it's a successful term. Yeah, no so kidding. I, was, <laughs> I mean, you're killing it in Illinois. Holy crap. <laughs> well, I, the book is hilarious. I, I loved it. The stand-up special is love it. Before we uh, have to go, we're running out of time. I do want to do a quick little game that we do. It's called Ricky's Rapid Fire. We're going to ask you some quick questions, get some quick answers, and to see what you come up with. Okay. What was your favorite subject in school? History. History. See, that was something I didn't get into until I was older. I didn't care about it when I was in school. Yeah, I was into history unless uh, unless PE counts. I was I was pretty good at nailing the big kid in dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> Are they allowed to do dodgeball now? I don't, probably not. Hurts feelings. Why would they? Yeah, it got canceled along with everything Cancel culture. else. Yeah. What's wrong with dodgeball? Yeah, picking it's on the fat kid. Violent. If you could instantly be an expert in something, what would it be? Oh, pizza. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like pizza is kind of (laughs) simple. What could it be an expert in? I don't know. If it was rapid fire, that was the first thing that came to mind. 
All right. If I could be an expert in something. I expected women, but pizza, all right. <laughs> it's more reasonable. Poker. How about poker? There you go. All right. Uh, what's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? Uh, I ask my wife how rough the night was. <laughs> because uh, we've got two little kids that are both generally up all night. It's quite rare for both of them to sleep all night. And she so knows about up. it, but not you? Yeah, so she's a, she, she's officially a housewife. I'm out and about doing comedy quite a bit, and yeah. so uh, so she's officially a housewife. And so when chaos happens in the middle of the night, she handles it. Uh, God bless her. And so um, yeah, I usually walk out and see her in the living room looking. How'd like it she go? Hit by a train or something. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> and she'll be like, "Well, while you were snoring away." <laughs> So maybe not that early morning breakfast for Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she would be the one that appreciate a night of sleep. So uh, yeah. would yeah. I Would I just, you know, handle the kids one night for her? No. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's honest. Uh, what's something about yourself that surprises people? Usually it's that I'm a comedian. Yeah? <laughs> because... Uh, uh, you know, for years I had that political hat on. I was so serious all the time. And people would be like, you're a comedian also? I'm like, yeah, you must not be a very good one. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, how'd you know? <laughs> yeah, I heard that dig your son made at you. Oh, yeah. He, he's always got stuff. He's, he's a little punk. He's got stuff <laughs> to say all the time. And he's running around, and he's laughing, and he's causing havoc in our living room. And he won't stop laughing, and he won't stop. And eventually I catch him. And I looked him in the eye. I said, son, nobody's laughing. And he goes, yep, just like your show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. If you could be friends with any celebrity, dead or alive, who would it be? Ooh. (laughs) Well, the first one that comes to mind is Jesus. But things didn't turn out well for his friends. No, no, it didn't. (laughs) No. No. But he was fun. Uh, He did turn the water to wine. So he's the party guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mean, he's, he's cool. Who has a good time? How about, uh, you know what? I would have loved to run with the Rat Pack back in the day. That yeah. would have been time. Oh, 100% yeah, with answer. you. 100%. Yeah, I'm a Sinatra, Dean Martin kind of guy. Yeah. But yeah. Or Elvis. Elvis, too, yeah. I, mean, I don't do drugs, though, so that might not work out. <laughs> <laughs> Those didn't come till later, right? Yeah. Early Elvis. Early Elvis. Okay. Young Elvis. Young, cool Elvis. <laughs> okay. There you go. Uh, what scares you the most? Oh. Uh, probably snakes. Oh, yeah, I'm with you with that. I don't even like lizards. I'm like, they're snakes with legs. Yeah. Just reptiles in general, I'm like, nah. Yeah, I thought you were going to say the red spatula, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> no, it melted. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> it's somewhere. It's somewhere. It's somewhere. Somebody Ooh. has it. Who was your uh, first celebrity crush? You know, the, um... Do you remember an old Nickelodeon show called Hey Dude? Vaguely. Okay. It was a um, basically a, a tourist resort ranch. It was a sitcom. It was like this tour resort, tourist resort ranch. And uh, um, it was like high school kids worked the camp. So I was probably like 10, 11, 12 years old when I first kind of got into that show. And this uh, smoking hot blonde chick was on there. Who actually, you know who it is. I could tell you this way easier. I don't know her name. She's uh, Ben Stiller's wife. She was the the blonde in Dodgeball, like Vince Vaughn's crush oh, in Dodgeball. Oh, hold on. Uh, I know who Ben Stiller. Hold on. Christine Taylor. Yeah, she looks a, she looks a lot like Marsha oh, Brady. Really? Oh, yeah. I had a lot of awkward dreams about her. In my- <laughs> <laughs> we won't go into that. What about Marsha Brady? <laughs> well, that was before my time. She was cute, though. <laughs> What, uh, last question, what app can you not live without? Oh, um, let's see. I regularly use Facebook. That would probably be the toughest one to give up, I think. But I feel Uh, like it's the one we all should give up, but we just can't. Yeah, of course you could do that on a computer, though, so maybe I could give it up. Mm. Um, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm looking at my phone now to see, uh, yeah, I think I would have to go with... (laughs) Probably the Facebook. The app, book. Yeah. 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 Oh, there you go. Well, check him out, Jeremy Nunez, uh, at Front Porch Comedy on Instagram. Uh, your new book, He Can't Write City Hall. Hilarious. So many funny stories in that book. And just 
so relatable and it's available anywhere books are sold just came out yesterday and check out the stand-up special who's with me it's on amazon prime video check that out it's hilarious thank you so much for coming on the show we really appreciate it yeah thanks for having me thanks all of you have a nice chat with you and happy mother mother's day and cinco de mayo and all the rest of it and uh you're always welcome back on the show absolutely welcome to